0: Customs and classic cars and trucks. Street Rod and Custom Radio is your inside track to today's automotive hobby. Now, here's your host, Dan Boots Longinette. Well, it's back.
1: Another week, Ryan. What do you think, my brother?
2: Hey, You know, it's nice. We took the show on location. We're on location.
1: First time, I think, in history. Well... Well, we've Not done stuff CMO from Bear or Bear Jackson, Jackson, or Jackson or SEMA, but, but first it, time
2: in in town.
1: Different show. We're we're at the uh, 2016 International Auto Show, so we're we're shifting gears tonight, changing it up a little bit because you know we always do street rod customs, and we'll try to keep that flavor going. But uh, we're in Columbus, Ohio. I think a lot of you have caught that over the past that this is where we broadcast from and. Very fortunate. You know, you have the Detroit Auto Show. You have the L.A. Show. You have the probably Vegas and other places and the New Yorks and da-da-da-da. But we're here in Columbus, in downtown Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, you know, it's a different show, like I said. But we do have our friend from Lingenfelder, have big Mike back on the show. Got to love Mike Copeland, right? He, He just...
2: Yeah, we yeah, and we caught up with him earlier this week. caught up with him. So we'll throw that in here as well around some of the interviews we have here. You know, no. it's just a no brainer. An international no. auto show comes to town, we got to come down.
1: So, uh, and it's a different flavor. So if you're listening to Arizona or California or Texas or wherever you're listening at, you know, it's a different, it's a, it's a shift of gears. And um, we got a lot of classic cars. I'm fortunate enough they invite me down every year with the Arthritis Foundation to put my 57 on display. And the other show I do, Auto Smart Radio, we have our whole set. On display, so it's just fun, man. It's just a good time, and it's car, 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 car. I go horse by Sunday, I will be totally horse right <laughs> Well, you're getting close
2: now, but almost uh, say it's a miracle. You know, I've heard from multiple people, and you also said this that this is as good as you've ever seen the show here in town.
1: Yes, it is, and it feels good because after '09, when the economy tanked, the car world tanked. When the car world tanks, I get in a really, really bad mood. So it feels good to walk around. Dodge has a great display. Um, Honda's definitely big here because they build a lot of them right here. Chevrolet has a great display. I can honestly tell you back in 08 the displays were so sick, not in a sick cool way, cyclical. Was that a word like this? Ugh. Just not Yeah, doing. they didn't care, the models didn't care. It was they were trying, but it just really wasn't there. But this year it's kind of Christmas Eve for when you were ten years old. You had that skip in your step when you came down the stairs to see what was under the tree. Everyone's excited. Haven't heard a negative comment yet.
2: Yeah, and there's a you know a of, there's a lot of good stuff in there. You mentioned Dodge, and uh, Dodge has had their problems, but they've got a really solid lineup in there, and a lot of their cars look really nice. You can tell they've worked hard to try to bring their image
1: mm-hmm. back. I always say it about Dodge. You know, out of all the big three dodge really nails it i mean their paint their interior their wheels now the longevity factor and they're still working on that you know i like old mopars you know pre-72 but i you know the new chrysler 200 has a ton of problems but they're working through it and they'll come through and you know ford had their fuel issues chevrolet has their electrical issues everybody has their issues you know but
2: it's funny you just mentioned ford and chevrolet because the other thing i saw in there real prominent were the trucks it seems like trucks are on the rise here the past couple mm-hmm. years they've got the new designs obviously ford last year did the uh, aluminum body lost all the weight on the truck and stuff and the trucks look awesome the design is great it seems like trucks are really featured this year mm-hmm. in this show
1: well i think about that and i think because of gas prices and we'll touch on that later too but who would have known in 1978 when my dad brought his f-150 home that that truck would be luxurious? Fast forward 40 years later. <laughs> I mean, an F-150 in there right now is off the chart.
2: For sure. I would Some of those trucks in there, I would feel bad taking them to a job site and getting them dirty. They're that nice.
1: Yeah. Well, people do, though. I don't know how someone would spend $60,000 on a truck and take it on a job site.
2: And, you know, think of it, too, though. The guys that are running jobs now, they need their laptops and their computers in their truck. And they've got setups yeah. for those in there. It's just amazing.
1: I know. So... This is the place, and uh, like all across the country, there's all kind of great auto shows. But we're fortunate enough to have one right in our backyard, and we're here live. Pretty what, good
2: what else? I mean, and we'll talk about this later on at the end of the show. But what's the one you walked around? What was the one thing you really saw? Well,
1: I'm gonna make some people mad. That new NSX. I know my import. I know my. Some will say I'm an import lover. There are some imports I do. There's a, there is a used white Lamborghini in there. Do you see that?
2: No, I missed oh. that.
1: I don't care how, I don't care if the old changes are a half a million dollars. <laughs> well, you know,
2: and if we're there, though, the, the NSX obviously is yeah. great.
1: Yeah, the NSX I think, is what I'm leaning towards.
2: I'm not a Corvette guy, but the newer Corvettes, they look pretty sharp. I like the Camaros, the Mustangs, or I love what the, the Mustangs, Mustangs is done. Bad. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's, well, you know, later on the show, I'm going to pull my daughter in here and her friend, and then we have uh, Chris Epp. He's a uh, professional photographer. So uh, we're going to have him on the show, and he's going to give us the insides of shooting your car, because he shot my 57 on a few different sites. and
2: He shot some nice cars in his days. Yeah,
1: so uh, you'll enjoy that interview. But uh, we'll talk about more about the auto show and uh, just what a good feeling it is. So if you're feeling down today and you're listening to us, you're going to have to say that things are back and that this feels good, and I hope it continues to grow. I hope those gas prices stay under two bucks a gallon or around two fifty, because that's really feeling good right now. So big show today. Stay tuned and we'll be right back after this. You're tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Longinette and Ryan Baker out of the fishing. Field. Um.
0: Not all projects offer enough space to swing a hammer. Now you can drive a nail in tight spaces with the Craftsman C3 19.2-volt Hammerhead Auto Hammer with an adjustable head that pivots 0, 45, and 80 degrees. You can work on projects in tight corners or overhead with ease. Plus, two built-in LED lights and a convenient magnetic sleeve that helps position the nail will make your next project a breeze. Craftsman. Made to make. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears.com, and Sears Hardware Stores.
1: Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. I'm your host, Dan Boots, Longinette, Jeanette, and we are still at the 2016 Columbus International Auto Show. Man, what a mouthful of words, right?
2: Yeah, we haven't left yet.
1: We haven't left yet. It's a, a few days here.
2: Everything's a tongue twister for you, though. Well, so. I
1: know. That's coming kind of to Hilbonics. You know, what do I do? But um, I, I, I have a special guest joining us in my this little... This
2: has never happened on Street Rod and Custom.
1: Has not. She's been on my other show over in Ohio, West Virginia, and Kentucky, but my daughter, Nicole, a.k.a. Nikki, and What's your name? Uh-huh. JT, ha <laughs> ha, <Her laughs> his name
2: buddy. is ha ha. Uh-huh.
1: No, but they're here at the Audit show, and I just wanted their input because how old are you nowadays, Nick? Nineteen, and JT, nineteen. You'll be twenty soon, though, right? Yep. So you're about a year older than her. So you guys being two youngsters, Nicky, you drive a new
3: Honda Sport
1: Accord, right? Yes. JT, you drive Ford, a Ford.
3: a new uh, two hundred <laughs>
1: Chrysler two hundred. I oh, <laughs> said <that> emphatic, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you got a lemon law. You're going to get out of it soon, right? Correct. So you'll never do that again, right? He's just nope. jealous of my Honda. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Every time I roll it in the garage, he's going, oh, darn.
1: Yeah, darn? Uh, no. So, Ryan, what do you drive nowadays? I have a CR-V. Now I, need, I I know we always do uh, street rod and custom cars, but my 57's here, and we're on display, so we're fortunate enough that the Arthritis Foundation in the Ohio area, I hate to be so local, but but we have to cover this because that's where we're at so we don't get a lot of international but cars.
2: this is a big deal I mean, and you big. even said this is as good as you've ever seen the international auto show here in town
1: you know it feels good because back in 09 it was horrible in 09 this place was a train wreck I mean it was just like the displays were bad there was nothing going on even the male models and the female models were all walking around those skipping their step it was bad well, why
2: are you looking I mean, at the male to, models I'm trying
1: to be PC it's a little weird they're kind of hot right? I'm just saying they look like you if you were skinny Anyway, I'm but seriously, Nikki, what was your favorite car when you were in there?
3: In there? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just do love mine. Honestly, really, I just, Nothing I, compared? I really love my car. Every time I look at it, I just am like, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> do you seriously? really? Yes, I do. I'm glad I make that payment I, every month. I I mean, I like the expensive, like the Lexus and yeah? stuff, but that's obvious.
1: So. Did you see the NSX in there? You didn't see it? You didn't look at that? What JT, you didn't see that? that? The little is. Honda NSX? Well, it's an accurate He but. likes the HRV. You like the HRV over the yeah, CRV? But my choice would be the like Jeep the... Grand Cherokee, sorry. Really?
3: Yeah. Well, that's a good nice. car. I mean, they're all right. He also likes the trucks, but I just can't see him as a truck guy.
1: Yeah, you're, what are you going to haul? Okay, Nick, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah you're get a truck. we talked about this, though, in the previous segment. There's a ton of
2: trucks in there. <laughs> Tons and, of I mean, it seems like trucks are on the rise right now, and they're all redesigned, and the designs look good right. right now, too.
1: Well, I'm going to say this gas is what? 2 to 250 across the country right now. So that's kind of spoiling everybody. So we got to be careful cuz gas is going to go back up to eight bucks a gallon. You understand that's coming.
2: I love the people FaceTime in your car as we're doing this right now. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. We like that <laughs> just too. just walked away. That was pretty sweet. Face no, but the my trucks car. the trucks are coming back. And uh, you know, in fairness to JT the Grand Cherokees, <laughs> the new ones look nice. I mean, they're super sharp. Now, some of the other Jeeps, yeah. like, I don't know what that one was. Yeah. I want to call it a Liberty, but I don't think that's the name. Like a Renegade, Renegade. or Commander.
1: that was
3: on the, the, Renegade, like the yeah. It looks terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah. They're not very pl- – you know, the thing about the Lexus, though, I don't like is the grill. We talked about that last night I, like it. When we, I we really like it. Do you like
2: that I catfish do. look? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I think the design – and there's a couple of different designs. I think the design is cool, but it's just way too big. I mean, it goes all the way to the bottom of the car. I just don't
3: understand. But I think it. that that's what, kind of what makes it cool. Like it's kind of like the wow factor of that. Well, uh, but it's real
1: plastic mean. and chintzy. Like I grab. Uh, yeah, but
3: it looks good.
1: Okay, so that's a so different. You're a millennialist. Okay, see, see, I'm all about picturing someone bumping somebody and the grill breaking out, and you get this big, giant, gaping hole in the front of your car.
2: See, I think that's the beauty of, you know, not just the world, but the car world, because I look at that and I think it looks terrible, but she looks at it and she likes it. I mean, it's just different strokes for different folks.
1: All right, Nikki, growing up with your dad, don't be negative. So, So growing up with me, what was the most fun you ever had in my 57 as a little girl? I don't know It has to be some memory You had your own little seat In the back I know, and That's
3: all I, re- I I don't remember much I guess
1: I you just, Really? That- I feel
3: like I never went On that many rides in it Yeah I just was It was in the garage All the time And you were always in the garage
1: I was always working on it Yeah Was that bad as a child Growing up with a gearhead? Well... That's why we got along so well.
3: The poor girl's got car overload her whole life. I she just does. remember going to car shows and getting out my coloring books and then being forced to color and... <laughs> forced? Do, and because I had to travel the country.
1: Did you? What, for... was, what, what did your dad teach you at the car shows not to do? Not touch the cars, stay close?
3: I guess. You don't remember any <laughs> of that? common sense.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of parents don't do that. You watch around my car right now, there's that's, like kids that's touching... That's why
2: your poles are taped at the top with yeah, towels. Yeah, I, pu-
1: I, pu- I put towel, Pepsi towels on, taped them up because... Last year, these kids were jumping them down on the chains, and no parents do anything. So I know the people listening to this show would make their kids mine, but most parents don't. So, so overall, you like your Honda still, and JT are leaning towards the Grand Cherokee. Yep. And sure. So here's the thing that scares me, Ryan. In 30 years, what will be the classic car in there? Because they all look like a bunch of peanuts to me.
2: Well, I mean, the obvious answer is the car everybody loves—the NSX.
1: Yeah, yeah, but who's going to afford that? But maybe the Mustang,
2: the Mustangs, the Camaros, the Corvettes—they're the all—they're all nice they're in there. Classics.
1: Hellcats and stuff. So I guess so. Anyway, well, kids, good luck on your car search, JD. Thanks. And then uh, make sure you love those classic cars, and Nikki, when something happens to your dad, and you put me in the grave. You got to take care of my like, 57. Promise. Sure. So uh, we'll be right back after this. You're tuned into Street Rod Custom Radio with your host, Andy impossible.
0: On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in entire performance. I can't touch this. I can't touch this. Welcome back to
1: Street Rod and Custom Radio. I'm your host, Dan Boots, Longinette. And I've got a random old buddy of mine, like we said in the opening of the show. We are the 2016 International Auto Show. So I'm with my buddy Chris Epp, and he is a professional photographer. He hates when I say that, but he is the man when he comes to that. And uh, What do you call it? Effects media. Effects media. Effects media. I like it. Say it in your way effects effects. Media. it's that easy right? yes. so, so how did you get started in the car world I mean don't say the place you work but I know you're in one of those auto parts uh, industries but you shot a calendar with me here recently and that's how you and I we've kind of known of each other for the last few years but uh, first of all let me ask you this how do you like the International Auto Show this year I like it you do yeah what's your favorite car so far
4: probably the NSX See,
1: I'm glad you're saying that. I did not put you up that right? No. Because my Corvette buddies are hating on me right now because I am absolutely in love with that car. What did, is there a sticker price on that one? No. I, I just I don't even get around to looking no, at the price. I think
4: it's, well, I mean, they're still, I think they're still in test mule status. Well,
1: I was lucky to go through the Honda plant and see them build these cars. And the supposedly base price is 160 ish loaded ups 2 something
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So the quarterback guys can take a deep breath. I don't think you'll see a lot of NSX on the road. But. Try and
4: sit in it. Have you sat in it?
1: No, but I sat in one of the seats. I didn't sit in the car. So I why did you sit, sit in it? that one? And?
4: that's nice. Yeah. It's hard to get in and out of though.
1: Did you notice the pillar? How small it is? Yes. There's, you know they designed that. The, the whole chassis is aluminum, but that piece from so we'll call it your earlobe to your left knee mm-hmm. is a steel some sort of really high strength grade steel one piece just one smart. piece and they glue it in they bolt it in and it's it's kind of odd to see it when they're assembling it but it makes sense and the only reason they did it i thought it was for structural integrity which is a good thing but the reason they did it for the overall width of the aluminum you'd have to get that strength on a rollover it would be so wide you'd have a complete blind spot out of your left eye gotcha and did you know in, in japan they're called hondas and over here they're called accurate right i never knew that mm-hmm. you don't tell me this stuff <laughs> you got to learn somehow. (laughs) I learned the hard way, right? So, okay, so so when you're shooting these calendars, and that was a stressful day for me.
4: That was only one day. You only saw one day. You did three days. We did three days. I saw
1: a day and a half because I had to come back and check out the models, right? Of course. Yeah, I mean, you got the best job in the world. You get to see bad cars (laughs) and you get to see hot women. Don't hate me for that, people, but I'm just saying out loud here. I mean, what's the best part of your job when you're shooting cars? Creating. Really? Yeah. You're not gonna say the the, the pretty girls,
4: uh, Come on, dude. yeah, it no, can not, be. I cars. mean, but I sometimes
1: but you're being professional. But sometimes being, it's I'm not. It's around. that's
4: not the best part. Sometimes that's that can, that can be the worst part. Out of all the cars you
1: shoot, from the beginning of cars being made to the present, what cars do you love to shoot the most? When it comes to, those
4: I'm an exotic guy. Exotic, so Lambos and yes. Which car? If you could shoot any car, what would it be right now? The LaFerrari that's in town. There's one in to town. To it's no my way. unicorn. It's my unicorn. Your, I, I, your and I've foot? talked to the owner, and I cannot, I cannot. What's well, He don't want anybody know he has it. No, everyone knows he's got it. He's just, He. there's just so many photos of the car, he's just not interested talking with chris Epp of
1: effects media and chris is like i said he shot a calendar with me and you know how i'm a photo crazy guy when it comes to my baby sitting behind us and uh, let me explain like we did at the beginning of the show we're at the columbus international auto show because this is where i call home so people in la is probably laughing at me right now going ah we got the real show up here in detroit and in la but that's okay but uh he shot a calendar with me and did a superb job and uh are the calendars still available online if someone wants to buy one yes where do they go get one do you know um that, I don't know either That
4: I'm sure. not 100% sure I'll find out and get back to you on that
1: The thing is all going to charity Mostly Ohio charities That's okay There's charity mm-hmm. But the calendar's priceless, man It is you, you hang in a gray, and It's tastefully done Yes You know, guy or girl You won't offend your better half Because, I mean, it's, it's Daisy Dukes
4: at the most I would say Right, yeah I mean, it's not It's, I mean, it's not anything over the top no. Now, you
1: say over the years You've seen the, the bikini calendars go away I think that's a trend Yes start. Why do you think that is? Besides the PC answer
4: I think the PC is the answer. I you mean, think it is? Okay. yeah, I mean, I, I thought
1: maybe it ran its course.
4: No, I, I just think that everyone's looking for a calendar they can hang on their on their on their refrigerator, you know, and not offend and, their thirteen-year-old daughter. daughter or or thirteen-year-old son, or you know, create any issues. Well, see, my dad would have bought
1: me ones. <laughs> True, different time. True. Rate. I don't know. So, so you're shooting exotic cars. When it comes to lighting, has your life got easier since you fire up your Mac and you're sitting there editing
4: the pictures, or is it? It's still the same. It's Still the same. Mm-hmm. You still gotta get the right light. You still gotta get the. I mean, I try to get it close. I mean, I don't want to do a lot of editing, so I mean, well, we try and get it close, and then and then and then change from there. If so.
1: someone's shooting, let's do this for a second. Someone's got their iPhone. I heard my going off, and they're going to shoot their own car. Give them three easy tips to make their car look good because no one uses a camera anymore except for you pros. So I True. take my car out into the woods somewhere. I find a spot <laughs> that's not muddy, right? And I, I got a good backdrop. I got some old dead trees. I mean, what, how, what do you recommend? What's what's the three uh, things a, a guy that knows? You can,
4: I can't recommend anything because you know everyone's eyes different. Everyone looks at a. I mean, you know, I could put your. We could put your car in front of the same pile of, of leaves, uh-huh. and each one of us would take a photo, and each one of us would look at it totally different. Really? But it would still be the same amount of art
1: so how about lighting though should you have the sun always behind you naturally no shadows i mean what's the f- i've
4: done both really i've had the light shot in the my editing face. equipment. they don't i've had the light shut in my face i've had the light behind me i've had the light overhead i mean yeah. you don't want it directly overhead right that's usually the biggest no-no
1: so you got to deal with the owners of the cars and the models mm-hmm. before we go to break what's the biggest headache you have to deal with as a professional photographer Scheduling at all. Scheduling.
3: <laughs> Making sure the car shows up when the girls are Yes, guys. yes.
1: <laughs> how about the boyfriends that show up with the girls and get uh, upset about up like you taking their pictures? I don't picture? want to talk about you it. You want to talk about that?
4: <laughs> so, for more information, how do people see your work online? Uh, it's on Facebook. Um, I have my own Facebook page. It's Effects Media. It's okay. EPPHECTS. Does that spell that again? E P P uh-huh. H E C T S. Okay. Media. Your last name. Yes. Um, yep. I also have an Instagram page. Okay. So check out his work, folks, because
1: he does really, really good work. So, and he's a good friend of mine, and he made my car look really good, and I can't thank you enough for that. Thanks, sir. We'll be right back after this. We're broadcasting from the International Auto Show, clear over in Columbus, Ohio. You're tuned in to street, Rod Custom Radio, with your host, Dan Boots so.
2: There may have never been a roaring 20s if not for John and Horace Dodge, and that roar has only gotten louder over time thanks to the Dodge Challenger and Charger RT Scat Pack Editions. 6.4-liter Hemi V8, 485 horsepower, and 475 pound-feet of torque. That's some thunder. And if you listen closely, you can almost hear the Dodge brothers. It sounds like they're still having a pretty good time. Dodge. Their spirit lives on. Dodge and Hemi are registered trademarks of FCA US LLC.
1: Welcome back to Street Run Custom Radio. I have an old friend on the show, and you know what? It always seems like just a week ago, but I think it's been probably two months since we had Mike Copeland. He is the vice president lincoln Lingenfelder, one of the other coolest jobs in the world. How are you doing, Mike?
5: I'm doing great. How about you?
1: I'm wonderful, man. The show's doing. all the shows are doing good, and you know, you always know you're doing good when you work too much. It's kind of like what you do, right?
5: Yeah, it's the curse everybody wants.
1: Yeah. You, you dream for this life, and then when it comes, you're like, what am I doing? I can't even sleep. Because we dream yeah. about cars all night. But, so I uh, tell
5: people all the time, every every phone call and every email is another opportunity.
1: Yeah, you know what? I always say this. What Chip Fu said to me three years ago that touched home, he says, you know, I said, how do you sign all these autographs? He said, you know, Boots, he says, the day I sign my last mm-hmm. autograph is the day my career is over. So cherish every autograph like it's your last. I was like, whoa. That should be a T-shirt. Yeah. Killing well, me.
5: <laughs> he's, a, he's a guy that can draw you one, too.
1: Oh, he's amazing. So uh, what's going on in your world? Tell me the latest and greatest and all that fun stuff.
5: Well, you know, lots going on still with Corvettes, obviously. But mm-hmm. the new Camaro, the new uh, six Gen uh, Camaro is out there and, and getting popular. And uh, so we've been working on a lot of performance packages for those. Mm-hmm. We did the first-ever supercharged car and uh, worked with Magnuson to develop that whole package and now we've uh, got that out there, and we got a whole bunch more uh, power levels available, and so that's been taking a lot of our time recently.
1: So the new Camaro, I, I, I've got to, I've got to throw a curveball at you. I, I kind of, I, I the 2010s, eleven, twelves grew on me, but the new one, I, I t- talk me into why I like that body style because I think they squished it down too much.
5: Well, I think you got the wrong guy to try and
1: do that. I know, so. but well, no, well, I know, but you love them. You're 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 my GM buddy. I mean, I need. Mean, I mean, yeah. do you like well,
5: they them? Did a, they did a really good job. The car's a lot lighter, uh-huh. so the the you know they've got they got it down about three hundred pounds under what the last car was. Okay, which is uh, a huge job to try and do, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little bit, a little bit smaller. The the it's.
1: I can't fit in it.
5: Yeah, to me, it's a little too much like the, the last generation. Uh huh. I mean, even even when they're parked side by side, you kind of have to look to see what the difference is. Oh, really?
1: I, I, and, the, the squinty grill kind of throws me.
5: Yeah, well, you know, they did that on the uh, standard Camaro for uh, 2014. Right. So, 14 and 15 had kind of that squinty headlight grill deal going on. Uh huh. And then, uh, so they kind of carried that over into the 16, into the new generation, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean it's it's a good car. I mean they drive really well. Uh, the performance is good. They have the new direct injected engine. They got a little more power. You know when you just get them stock, and uh, it's it's a good piece. You know now they've already released uh, information on the new one uh, LE package. So that's the kind of the road race inspired type of car. Still the standard motor, and all the rumors are out there that there's a new. Uh, ZL1 coming, and then there's a new mm-hmm. Z28 coming as
1: well. So I mean, so when you sit back, and I know we've had this question before, but for some new listeners, the thing that amazes me the most when it comes to the automobile is the fact that there's V6s on the road from imports to the big three that have 300 horsepower plus and a V6. I can't sure. wrap my hands around that, and it, it's raw technology. But since well, you you've been doing man. this for many moons, I mean that nicely, but what did you think, the, what's the biggest, is it direct injection fuel injection? Is it the ignition system? I mean, I, I, I want to be able to explain to somebody why exactly we can get 300 and some horsepower out of a V6.
5: Well, the, the fuel injection is really the driver behind it and uh, the computer speed. So being able to put uh, a high-tech fuel injection system that you can control to the finite degree uh, being able to add variable cam timing and being able to, to do a number of those technology things today is how they really get the power. The amazing piece is that that's 300-plus horsepower V6. Mm-hmm. It's naturally aspirated.
1: I, that's
5: crazy. You know, you put, put a pair of turbos on the thing like they do for some of the, the cars, like the ATS-V, and now you got 450 horsepower. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you know, we've done some testing with those things. And another 50 to 70 horsepower is pretty
1: easy right and, 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 and it just it amazes me I think of a 57 Chevy and how it was iconic that it had 283 horsepower on a 283 cubic inch and now that's nothing. that means no big deal that you can have more horsepower than cubic inch but but yeah. but I, I think back of how like a 88 Mustang GT had what 160 horsepower 180 it was it was terrible. And then yeah. the mid-70s Corvettes wouldn't fall out of a tree with back wind. So <laughs> yeah. So well,
5: I, I had an experience recently. I built a, uh, a Grand National for a customer, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a nice Grand National. And, you know, in their day, those things were fast. Oh, I mean, my goodness. 86, 87, they were just, a, you know, they were like the car, right? Right. When I got in this car when uh, I actually picked it up in Texas. And I was driving it uh, for, for a day before I put it on the car hauler. And mm-hmm. I get in this thing, and I stand on the throttle, and it's like, really? This is it? Is something wrong with this car? But there wasn't. It was just, we're, we've come that far.
1: Right. I, I, I know. I'm amazed. And I remember I, a friend of mine had a GNX, and I drove it. And I thought it was the fastest car ever. But I've drove it since, and I'm not so impressed. <laughs>
5: Well, like you say, I remember when one horsepower per cubic inch was the target. I mean, everybody said, if you can do that, you're really doing something.
1: And now you guys can take a small block Chevy and a newer Corvette, pretty much, I don't want you to to, to disgrace and say bolt on stuff, but we can say that just for the listeners, and make it close to 1,000 horsepower. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Who would have yeah. thought? I would love a time machine for a lot of reasons, but I'd like to go back and get the engineers from GM when the 265 V8 came out in '55, and say, you know what? I can make this thing have a thousand horsepower. They would probably do a witch hunt on me.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, but you have to realize that you know when this when that engine came out in uh, 1955, uh-huh. the the predecessor that was the hot rod motor that everybody used was a flathead four.
4: Yeah.
5: So think about what a technology leap that was! Wow. Well, to well go from valve and block and everything really slow, and then, 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 wow, you yeah. know, trying to make a hundred horsepower, and now all of a sudden you've got this, <laughs>
1: this
5: thing that you can make almost three hundred with.
1: Unbelievable. Well, Mike Copeland, Vice President of Linga We're going to take a break, and I'm going to pick his brain some more because I love talking technical with the guy that knows it all, and that's Mike. You're tuned in to Street Rod Custom Radio with your host Dan Butz. Launch that. We'll be right back after. Welcome back to Street Ride Custom Radio. I still have Mike Copeland. He's Vice President of Lingenfelder. And Mike, I heard you were cheating on our GM nameplate, and you have the one of the coolest Mavericks in the country.
5: Well, yeah,
1: I'm pretty a, proud of it. <laughs> Maverick. I heard Ford's bringing the Maverick back. Did you hear about that? I did not. I, I saw an article somewhere where they're going to bring the nameplate back and kind of put it on, I guess, a focus chassis. I don't know. But it looks like a retro Maverick. I don't know how true it is, but that'd be kind of cool. But what what got you into Mavericks, of all things?
5: Well, it was a car that I bought brand new when I was 17 years old, and uh, I, I drove it home. It was the first, like, real hot rod I ever built. I drove it home, tore it apart, put a Paxton Supercharged small block in it, and a four-speed. Took it out and promptly <laughs> wait, wait, blew it up. Wait,
1: what's your mom and dad say?
5: Well, you know, I, I came from a family that was kind of car crazy people, and uh, okay. so you know, the Maverick came about because I had a Mach One, a seventy three Mach One, and it we wasn't fast enough. And I was, my dad said, if you want a fast car, why don't you buy a, a Maverick because they're really light and built one of those.
1: No so. way! Your dad said this when you were seventeen. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I'm Mike, I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore. You, my dad would never done that. He had told me to <laughs> beat it. He, I bought a Holly carburetor one time. He made me take it back.
5: Yeah, well, one of the cool pieces about my Maverick is that uh, I had it backed in the garage on jack stands, and I was putting a 9-inch Ford axle in
4: it,
5: Uh 4-speed and everything, and I had a set of used traction bars I had bought laying there on the floor. My mom uh, opened the door and looked out there and said, what are those ugly things? And I said, oh, they're my traction bars. And she said, you can't put those on that car. I said, well, I have to, Mom, because I don't have any more money, and uh she said, "Well, how much are they?" And I said, "Well, I knew Lakewood was the best, you know, going in that area." Right. I said, "They're about a hundred bucks for a set," and she said, "I'll give you the money; just go get them." No way. Yep. So I ran to Grashow Auto Supply and bought them, and those <laughs> traction bars are still on the car today.
1: No kidding. Is your yep. mom still with us? Yeah, she is. Oh, yep. I bet. Does she tell a story too?
5: <laughs> she could. Yeah. That's she, awesome. She remember? <laughs> Dude,
1: the funny thing about that is, you know, that's that is. When moms tell stories about us all the time, but that would be a story I'd want to hear, you know, instead of the time you, you know, rolled her car or whatever.
5: <laughs> yeah, I try to not have her talk about that stuff, but she <laughs> she does make it a point to tell my kids. Right. You know, when I'm, you know, trying to direct them and say, you don't do this. So wait, what did well, your mom here she, see what, what your dad did?
1: What does the vice president of Lingenfelder's mom drive when he was a young man? Tell me she had like a 446-pack car or something.
5: Uh, actually, we were a Ford family, and okay. uh, my dad was service manager and a Ford dealer. But, I mean, she had a uh, uh, 70 Torino GT convertible, oh, big block boy. car. She had, uh, you know, just all Mustangs, lots of Mustangs through the years, 65 convertible, four-speed car. I mm-hmm. mean,
1: just,
5: you know, lots and lots of that. What's your
1: dad I mean, what's your, what, what's your dad have right now?
5: Uh, my dad uh, passed
1: okay, the, 22
5: years oh, ago. Oh, sorry
1: so. about that. Any any gearheads left on your mom? Uh, your, about your mom. No, nah, she's
5: uh, you know, kind of moved on from all of that, and mm-hmm. she drives around now in like a Chevy Malibu. So. Malibu,
1: <laughs> with, yeah. with OnStar.
5: Yeah, <laughs> she probably, she's also the woman that uh, got a drag racing ticket one night, driving my dad's 64 Galaxy <sighs> a 500 convertible 427 <laughs> <Right>? dual quad four-speed <laughs> with her and a woman and four of us kids in the back seat, and she got pulled over.
1: Drag oh, racing. what the police officer probably gave her all kind of a lecture.
5: Actually, he just looked in there and ran the light across the back seat. Saw four kids in there, and uh, so all like six, seven, eight years old, and said, "I don't even want to go there. Leave."
1: <laughs> wow. He did. He didn't write her a ticket, though. He did not. That's no? awesome. That's awesome. See, that's what we need. Cops, cops aren't no. They don't have to be robots. They're human beings. Yes, you know. They are. I mean, he, she knew what she did wrong. She's not stupid, but oh well, she, she won, right?
5: She. She did. Actually, she was raised in a. Uh, a '63
1: split window Corvette. <laughs> it, now, see, it's almost a shame she couldn't get, get that guy's face. Say, you know, by the way, not only did you get beat by a mother, I got my kids in the car. <laughs> yeah, it would have
5: been uh, it would have been one of those you
1: just hate to lose. Oh my goodness! So, so you became a Chevy guy? Why? Because I, it's funny you're telling this story because my dad was a huge Ford man, and I became a diet when, when I was a little boy. I was ten years old. We were in South Carolina. And remember back in the old days, you could pay a quarter to go in these little museums. It was just where a bunch of guys stored their cars. Sure. Well, we walk in, there's tons of Fords, and I'm looking for a 57 Chevy, and I can't take it. So finally, my mom and dad kind of go over towards the Fords, and I am over looking like a Packard and a Hudson and all the oddball stuff, and there's a door. And I remember when we were pulling up the the driveway, I saw some old abandoned cars out back that were probably going to get restored someday. When you know, open the door and there's a 57 convertible, a 57 uh, handyman wagon, and there was like a four door. Boom, the door shuts behind me and locks. Well, I'm out there not realizing that you know, my mom and dad are freaking out because, you know, their 10 year old's missing. But I'm out back, and when that door opened, my dad was a big boy. And he snatched me up. Nowadays, it'd be in trouble. But boy, did I deserve that who- butt whooping. But but I was inside that 57 handyman wagon. I forget. He goes, boy, these Chevrolets are junk. And I don't know why you like them. The Fords are inside. And if you don't start liking Fords, I'm going to beat it out of you. Guess what? He, he's he's <laughs> deceased. No, he died in 1991. <laughs> and on his deathbed, unfortunately, him and I would joke about that. He goes, you and them daggone Chevys. Because at, yeah. that, at that time, I was restoring <laughs> GTOs and stuff. So, but that just shows you. But how did you? What did your dad say when you went to the went to the dark side and went the GM over his Ford love?
5: Well, and you know, my dad had grown up a Ford guy. My grandfather worked at Ford. He actually worked on the line where they built the tractors, and uh, so then my dad worked in Ford dealers all along. But uh, I had all Fords up until the time that I went to work for General Motors. So, in 1985, I got hired into Cadillac Engineering. And I was one of the guys that hand-built the uh, future cars, the 1st ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got that job, and, and I figured if I'm getting a check with General Motors written at the top of it, I'm going to have General Motors cars. Oh,
1: there you go. Okay. Well, he probably <laughs> said, okay, son, I get it. <laughs> he did. Yeah, uh, he understood. All right, Mike. Well, we, for, let's talk about Lingenfelder. We can one minute. But if some one of my rich buddies just bought a new Z06 and he wants to make it go twice as fast, what does he call and what website does he go to?
5: Well, the, the easy thing—just go to uh, www.lingenfelter.com.
1: dot All right, my brother. It's always a Easier pleasure. Way. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, my and, friend. And anybody has a new Camaro or a newer Corvette, and you're not happy with how fast it is—which probably is—but if you want to go super fast and impress your rich buddies, you got to call you guys, right? Well, that's what we do. All right, my brother. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You're tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host Dan Boots Longinette. We'll be right back after this.
4: It's a nice day for a white wedding Hi, Shell experts here with a suggestion for anyone with a vehicle that can benefit from using premium fuel. Yeah, make nitrogen-enriched Shell V-Power premium gasoline standard equipment on your vehicle. It's our most advanced fuel ever, providing maximum protection for optimum performance. It cleans up gunk faster than our regular grades because it has five times the cleaning agents required by government standards. Then it acts as a barrier that shields and protects intake valves and fuel injectors against gunk. Oh yeah, you wouldn't make high performance optional on your vehicle, so demand more from your fuel. Get the most out of every drop with Shell V-Power.
1: Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. I'm your host, Dan Boots, Laundinette, and Ryan. It seems kind of weird having you outside the fishbowl with me. How's that feel?
2: Yeah, it's a little different, but uh-huh. uh, at least, you know, I was in the fishbowl for part of the show. We talked to Mike.
1: <laughs> and, so. Well, Mike's always a pleasure, yeah. and uh, we, we, we changed it up with Mike. It wasn't all about nuts and bolts. It was more just life in general and hearing his stories when he was a youngster. The story about his mom.
2: Is fantastic. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, that's what the car world is all about. That's, yeah. I mean, that make that's one of the best well, interviews nowadays, we've had
1: on this nowadays show. Nowadays, that would make national news that a mom was drag racing. I don't know. I just wonder what happened. Is it there are that many people and that many complainers? I don't know. So, you know, the other dad did a big burnout in my AMG, right? And you saw the flyer flew out the window with yeah. But no one was around, and I don't suggest you do this at home, but every once in a while it feels fun to tear up the tires. I pay for them. I should be able to kill them. I think we told this story before on this show, but
2: when I was 16, I had a rental car. And we went. <laughs> 16? It was, yeah, 16. It was, uh, it was late at night, and we went back into the park where there was gr- blacktop, and we started driving, doing donuts, pulling the emergency brake, and we had a buddy with us that was 14. And we let him drive the car a little bit back there in just that little area. Right. And when we came out of there, we got pulled over by the cops. Really? And he let us go. And even with all the stuff we did, knowing that it was a rental car and knowing that that kid was 14 driving, he let us go. Would that happen today?
0: No.
1: And you know why that doesn't happen? It's not the cops' fault. The officers' fault. If he doesn't do that and something happens, the parent, they go back on the police officer yeah, for being human.
2: For sure. And I understand that, but, well, but it, it's just you, a different world. Like it is a said. different
1: world. I mean, it's like we had alcohol before we were old enough to drink, but the parents kind of regulated it. I look back now and I can't believe we did what we did. But a lot of things have changed. There's no horse and buggies around anymore either. So I guess it's all positive, I guess, as a whole. But I think with social media and the media blows everything out of proportion, that's where that all comes from.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Speaking of change, I'm just changing this topic because I want to talk about this some more. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. All right. What is Lexus doing with those grills? I don't know. I just don't think it's good. Like I said, I like the design of the one. But it's just
1: too much. Well, you know, I called her a model and she got mad too. Did you notice that? She's a product specialist. I said, Well, you're a model. And said, no, I'm not I a product specialist. I don't think she was
2: being mad. I think she was being and humble. She stood me saying, right up. Yeah, oh, you're
1: being PC. It's like a stortus is now a flight attendant. What is with the world? But I, mean, I mean, they got a dude on the prices right now and they had a pregnant lady on there one time. I mean, am I missing yeah, something? That's another story. Why is everybody so sensitive? That's, I'm afraid to say I think the new Lexus is weird looking with the grill. Because I'm afraid the backlash well, I'll get.
2: I'm not afraid because I think, I think it looks weird. I just Is there any structural or performance reason for it?
1: My daughter liked it, though, which kind of threw me. Maybe it's a millennial study they did for the young people. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm an old fuddy-duddy. I still think 57 Chevy is the prettiest car ever made. So I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with it. So if you have a Lexus, don't hate me for this. I just don't like them. I think it looks like a... Someone's going back in here, grill, and it, yeah, just crunch it right Yeah, it's not. I don't out. like
2: Alexis though. You just don't like their new grill. I think Lexus grill. is a
1: wonderful car. I think it's a just an outstanding, well-built car. It's you know, it's a Toyota on steroids. I always say.
2: I would love to talk to someone, and maybe we can do that before we leave the auto show. Talk to someone though, and have them let us know the purpose of that.
1: You'll never get it. You can't. There's too many PR people. You have to. You know.
2: I, I don't know. I just uh, I just think it's a little weird. But but I you know I do. What think... was your favorite car? You never did say. Uh, well I mean I think everybody loves the NSX. The NSX yeah, the, overall winner. the NSX is awesome. But again, I think it's a good coming here I think it is a good news because you always ask, uh you've asked on this show before. In twenty or thirty years, what's the car from today? That's going to be the '57 Chevy yeah, or but, the '66 Chevelle, and I think the muscle cars now—the uh, the Corvettes, the Mustangs, the Camaros, the Dodge Chargers—they're getting back to more of an old school style muscle car. And I yeah, think yeah,
1: but they're 160 plus thousand dollars for sX So yeah. who? I don't know. Look, I mean,
2: you can get one of those new Camaros or Corvettes for 45, 50, and it's a super nice car. And I just think I oh, think well, they they're making them really a little bad. more old school now, and I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a good sign for. The the gearheads of the future.
1: Okay, I mean I'll give you that. I I don't know, it scares me. I, I'm turning to my dad, but you know, I really am I think every generation goes through it. And I and I the thing that scares me the most, they look like a bunch of jelly beans to me. When you walk out by the Hyundai's and you and then you walk over to the Kia and the same company. Then you even walk over to the Ford Fusion and some of them. It's kinda of like, yeah, I don't But
2: I don't think the muscle cars are following that mold. And I think that's good. Yeah,
1: but the Mustang's as much as I like the Mustang, it's very rounded off like a jelly bean.
2: It is, but it's. I mean, so were the old school ones, kind of, and know. they followed more of the old school pattern. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I just think the muscle cars right now—if I had to go in there and pick a are car are as right good now, as they've been. Oh, in they're the past faster. Couple of years. I mean,
1: the horsepower is amazing. I mean, uh, go Google how much a GTO horsepower and a Chevelle big block really had. They wasn't near as much as some of these V sixes. That's okay. It's all good and. Great show and thanks Ryan and it's good to have you on this side and uh,
2: Yeah, thanks for letting you know, me out of my cage.
1: or my bowl. But the thing, any auto show, take advantage of it, you know, from classic cars to uh want to a new car show because before you buy something, you should always go feel them all out. But uh, we'll be back next week, same time and all that fun stuff. We've been tuned in to Street Rod Custom Radio with your host, Dan Bleeds Longinette and Ryan Baker was out of the fiscal.